This week's episode of Downsizing is brought to you by Alex and Emily. Congratulations on your betrothal. Where's it betrothal? Probably could have looked that up uh, beforehand, but here we are. And like I said, congratulations. Hello and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast version of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I'm your host, a wimpy kid, Tim Down. Well, I know you've been waiting with bated breath, and I have some good news for you. I found pants for the wedding. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and make it seem as though it was easy. It was it was quite a, an arduous process. Because, so here's the thing. All right, I'm not sure if I fully described my outfit to you. Um, but basically... As we said, I know why. Listen, okay, let me back up. I know I did. I know that I did describe my outfit to you. Because, as you recall, I kept saying I was wearing a sleeveless shirt um, to the wedding. When, in fact, I meant short-sleeved. Now, I'll have you know that my cousin listens to this podcast. Cousin, cousin whose wedding it is. And he messaged me shortly after the episode came out and let me know. Uh, that he fully supported the idea of me wearing a sleeveless shirt to the wedding. And in fact, I wouldn't have been out of place had I done so. And you have to understand, I'm already, um, you know, the weird cousin from Quebec. I Quite honestly, I didn't interact with a lot of people outside my family, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, I didn't interact with anyone outside of my extended family, except for, I guess, the photographer and uh, this one young lady who was uh, bringing shots around for everybody. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, What is here and there is uh, I was informed, essentially, that his bride-to-be, his now wife, approved of a sleeveless shirt. However... Uh, it was on the condition that I also wear cut-off jean shorts and a bow tie. Now, uh, eagle-eared viewers, doesn't make any sense at all, eagle-eared viewers of the show will know that I do, in fact, own a pair of cut-off jean shorts that I made. Um, but if you try and picture that in your mind's eye, cut-off shorts, sleeveless, button-up shirt, and a bow tie... I mean, that's that's what Stone Cold Steve Austin would wear in a wedding storyline in the WWE. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that was always the thing. In, in, I feel like every couple of years in, in wrestling, they'd have a storyline where someone's getting married and obviously it ends, you know, someone comes out of the crowd and does some kind of, there's some kind of slobber knocker. Someone jumps off the top turnbuckle and or the reverend turns out to be like the undertaker, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, they always acknowledge that there is a wedding going on. And so they class it up a little bit, maybe with a bow tie um, and so on. But for me, as much as that enticed me, um, I still did have the concern that I would be the only one dressed like that. You know, because I didn't want everybody else... Like I said, I've already discussed this, but if everyone else goes, oh, we'll take casual to mean 
suit pants, suit jacket, dress shirt, no tie, then I just look like a, a fucking psycho. Um, in retrospect, it wouldn't have stood out as much as that. Um, a lot of people did dress in, in the manner that I described. Uh, a lot of people opted for more of the dress pants and perhaps polo or button-down shirt in the same vein as myself. Uh, uh, but there was a, a gentleman there who was wearing a uh, Coors cowboy hat, um, which I I also, in fact, own. Uh, I had that exact cowboy hat, and so I... I'd have on good authority that you can only get that from uh, a case of beer. Now, <laughs> I didn't. I, I inherited the hat. I came into the hat, if you will, um, because someone, uh, someone who knew someone that drank a lot of cores and had several extra hats was looking to uh, to offload them, and I I came into possession of one, and I have worn it on occasion, and I think it suits me, but I think it changes my. Uh, my demeanor, my nonverbals take a shift when I put on a, a nice cowboy hat, but it's just, you know, the two years of being a Berta boy coming, uh, coming to the surface, I guess. Um, but yes, I guess that's a really roundabout and uh, distracted way of saying that I did not dress like that and I did find a pair of pants. Um, and I, I, so I went shopping a couple times, actually. I went shopping the original time when I bought the shirt. Um, and then I went again, uh, I guess on Tuesday with my girlfriend, um, because I wanted her opinion. I wanted a little bit of help. You know, it's always good to have a sort of second, second eye, uh, just to, just to, you know, confirm or deny your own feelings on uh, on a particular garment. And it wasn't as successful as I would have hoped. Um, I also did dress like kind of an idiot because I wanted to basically put together the outfit so I could see everything together and then, you know, have like not play a guessing game of getting home and it not matching. So I wore my brown boots. I wore my dark turquoise button-down shirt, but I also wore black shorts because it was very hot out on that particular day. And we went back to Lake Keeper because I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I just didn't like the way they looked because it was with my regular shoes. And maybe if I pair it with the actual shoes, um, I'll like it the way it looks better. Maybe it'll come together in a way that I'm not expecting. So I tried on, I think, literally the same pair of pants uh, at Lakey Burr. Didn't work out. Um, so then it's we were like, okay, well, we already tried winners. What, uh, what are the other options? And there just so happened to be, I mean, an enormous Walmart. I think it's the biggest Walmart I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure it was bigger than Costco. And I was like, well, I happen to know that they sell pants at Walmart. And I came to a bit of a, a fashion realization when I was at Lake Burr. And that was that I think the combo of having dark turquoise uh, and and uh, uh, light 
khaki pants uh, or light brown pants is a good combination. But I didn't like the way it looked with the shoes because they were more of a dark brown. Or not dark brown, but a darker brown. More of a mocha, perhaps a, a caramel or caramel. Uh, so I decided I wanted to get some chestnut brown pants, some more darker brown. I thought it would kind of be a bit more of a cohesive look. And unfortunately, like you've heard, they did not have any of my size uh, in that particular color and style. Went to Walmart, kind of the same thing. They really didn't have a lot of different options, um, because, uh, who knows? You know, they just had jeans. They had some carpenter pants that maybe would have been a nice color. Uh, but they're carpenter pants. And I'm just not going to wear carpenter pants to a wedding. Um, that's just a thing. Although, I guess in fairness, uh, I'm pretty sure the cutoffs that I made were originally carpenter pants. But again... We're getting in the weeds here. We went to uh, Old Navy because there was one in that uh, plaza. And there's part of me that was like, I wonder why I never shop at Old Navy. There's got to be a reason. I just never think to go here. Um, And we go in and uh, Old Navy is split down the middle. Like if you go to the right, it's men's. If you go to the left, it's women's. Uh, So my girlfriend and I kind of split up. And I went and looked, and very quickly I was like, ah, yeah, Old Navy and H&M are kind of the same beast. They don't really, uh, they uh, they cater to a, a certain demographic of the, the population, and that is, uh, I guess, healthy BMIs. <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no oversized clothing there. They've they've sized clothing. Um, I actually did find a pair of pants that would have been perfect. It was also in the liquidation section, so it's like everything's coming together, but they didn't have my size. Um, so that was a bit of a that was a bit of a loss. Um, that was not a successful outing. And you know, I just kind of by that point it was you know almost nine o'clock, so everything's kind of closing. So I was like, you know what, I'll go out again myself. Worst case scenario. I'll just wear some like gray jeans or something, or even regular jeans will be fine, be serviceable. Uh, And then I went to Costco because I happen to know that Costco sells pants and I found a pair of chinos. I've never owned chinos in my life. I don't even really know what the difference is between chinos and khakis aside from the fact that khaki is a color and chino, as far as I'm aware, is not. Um, but they had a couple different options. And to be quite honest, one of them was basically the same color of corduroy as well as, I don't even know like what kind of stretchy, satiny material the other pair were at uh, Lakey Purr. But it was just the, you know khaki pants. And they're my size. And most importantly... There were twenty dollars, and a twenty pair of pants is like a dollar ice cream cone. There's just 
it's just it's hard to say no, uh, especially in this day and age. I mean, Christ, have you seen the prices of everything? Wow. I think that's probably going to hold true no matter when you're listening to this, uh, whether it's 2023 or 2043, we're on a bit of a upward downward trend when it comes to, to prices. If that, if, if, uh, if you, if you pick up what I'm putting down, um, cause, uh, I was like, you know, Hey, listen, even if I don't wear these for the wedding, uh, I'm sure I'll wear them in an, in another context kind of spruce up the outfit the uh, the wardrobe rather well but i did end up wearing them to the wedding um and i'd say my i'd say my outfit oh it's gonna say my outfit was a success unlike that sentence i couldn't even tell you why that happened i i don't feel groggy i don't feel drowsy haven't had issues speaking uh, the rest of the day today uh, so there's just no explaining that. That just happened. That's just a thing that happened for no reason. Um, and we're going to move on from it. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about Costco past couple weeks cause I've been uh, frequenting it a lot more cause it's a lot closer to me, uh, my new apartment than it was to my, uh, old one. And you know, I, I can I can foresee some issues for myself. One is that Costco is very, very snack centric, um, in a way that for some reason it doesn't feel like other grocery stores are. Um, I just feel like they have better snacks, and it see it feels like you're getting a deal because if you're if you're getting like eighteen drumsticks, for example, for fifteen dollars. You compare that to the price if you were to buy them one by one from a, a depener. It's a great deal, and you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll just have them every, you know, couple days or every, you know, once a week, whatever. When I feel like having ice cream, I'll just pull it out of the freezer and I'll just have them. But that's obviously not what happens. Uh, what happens is for 18 days straight, I'm having ice cream every single day. Um, and so when I, when I'm browsing, I'm perusing their wares and I'm seeing, Hey, we got chocolate covered almonds. Hey, we've, we've got pretzels with peanut butter in the middle. Hey, we've got five kilos of dill pickle, spicy almonds. Would you, would you like some? They're $10. Christ. I mean, I really, I just can't. Because I'll just eat them the whole the whole fucking... I'll just eat them nonstop. Because I'm a disordered eater. That's <laughs> what I like to do. It's my favorite thing to disorderly eat. Orderly eating is like... It's like, man. Hey, man. You want to hang out this evening? You want to go for a walk? I mean, no. I don't. I would like to play play video games for five and a half hours. Anyway, I think that's a, a big thing for me is I have to really mind myself and mind my cravings in a way that I don't when going to other stores. I also, I'm really, you know, every once in a while I'll come across TikToks of people that have, uh, that are like Costco or uh, like grocery store or like saving um, accounts where they're like, here's this quick hack you can use to save money. And, you know, there's some people that are like, Oh, well, if you 
buy, you know, a big, big fucking honking chunk of meat and then cut your own steaks, it's a lot cheaper. And you're like, that's good to know. If I just learn how to do that, you know, learn how to butcher a huge ass pork shoulder, I guess, or pork butt into smaller bits. And it's like, oh, look, you got the fucking chops, you got the whatever. And now you're, you're saving, uh, you're saving dollars, maybe not tens of dollars. Maybe you are, but you know, that stuff's kind of interesting, but then you'll have people that are like, what's up guys. I've got a new Costco hack for you. If you pick up these, uh, taco kits from the prepared food section, uh, works out to so-and-so like whatever, 50 cents, uh, per serving. And it's like, you know, I don't think that's a hack. I don't think it's a hack to tell somebody to to just buy something. You know what I, you know what I mean? It's like going, hey guys, I got this hack for you. Uh, use coupons. It's like, okay, well, th- I mean, that's kind of... Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, grocery store, I have a hack for you. Grocery stores sometimes have sales on items. And so if you purchase them during the sale, you'll be spending less money. It's a little grocery store hack that you can use to save money on your uh, on your weekly or biweekly grocery trips. And it's like, you know, you know I, I, think I, I think I could have figured that one out. Or when ads will go, hey, I've got this new hack for you. And it's just a product. It's like, hey, guys, I've got this new uh, fucking, I don't have a good example. I feel like it's always, like, uh, handy stuff. Like, guys, I've got an oil change hack for you. I've got this new pan that will, it's like a Roomba, and it changes your oil for you. It's a hack. It's like, no, it's a it's a product. Is it a hack to use a mandolin to slice potatoes instead of trying to cut them with a knife? I wouldn't say so. But maybe using uh fuck, you know. Sometimes sometimes I get too lost cuz now I'm thinking like, well there are sometimes where it would be a hack. Like I saw a clip the other day of someone using a, a cheese grater on its side instead of standing upright. I would qualify that as a hack. Um, but you know, that is still just using a cheese grater. I guess it really depends on your philosophy, you know, cause at, at the end of the day, how many times have I said at the end of the day, you know, I said I wasn't, uh, experienced brain fog or, or anything like that, but I think, I think I should probably pop like a Ritalin before recording these. Cause sometimes, sometimes I feel like I'm a little, I'm, you know, I'm like a whack-a-mole game of rabbit holes, but I'm the mole, and I'm just popping in and out of different rabbit holes, and and my uh, frontal lobe is just there with a mallet trying to grab me, you know, trying to get me to either pick, stay in one rabbit hole, or just get out of the rabbit holes completely. I wonder if there's a, a term for something like that. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop talking about Costco because I feel like people are way too focused and too excited about Costco. Um, uh, but back to the wedding, uh, I did not do a UFC style weight cut as much as I, I really kind of wanted to. Um, 
I did go for, I did do a quick little workout. I, uh, I basically, I finally brought in all the weights from my car because in the move, I, I sort of just put them in the car and spread them out. So they're, you know, equally, uh, distributed and, um, cause I didn't want to bring them in and put them somewhere. And then we go, Oh, we're actually going to rearrange this entire room. And so now I have to move. What is it? It's 130 pounds worth of weights. Um, it's like moving a dead body. Now, obviously it's more like moving a dead body that you've cut up, but I don't really want to think about that when I'm trying to position where I want my, uh, my couch to go. Um, and then obviously that was the initial thing, but after that, uh, it just became a, a lazy thing where I was procrastinating it. But I finally brought them in. I did like a really, I mean, shitty little workout I basically just did. I want to do curls until I fail with my heaviest weight, then go to the next one, do more curls, do the same for, you know, different, uh, different, um, you know, muscle groups, try and do some, uh, body weight squats, do some fucking Russian twists with a medicine ball. Um, and then I went for a little run slash walk. Um, now I know I did a shitty job because my, whatever the tendon or whatever it is that goes in from your shoulder to your elbow, that's what's sore. It's not as much my triceps. So, I did do a shitty job, but I, I was really just, I think, trying to just do something. Um, and then, you know, once you start a routine, you can improve it. But if you don't start, there's nothing to improve on. I obviously have not developed a routine because I had a little bit of a busy weekend. Uh, um, but listen, anyway, um, it's something. I'm also becoming more worried about my knees. Um, there was a time where I think if I went for a run at my current weight consistently, um, it probably would have been fine. Uh, and that time being my early twenties, but I'm just kind of becoming more aware of the fact that I'm not in my like physical prime <laughs> or at least at the tail end of it. So I don't want to start just going like, I'm going to go for a fucking run every day. And then, you know, just step off a curb wrong and then, you know, shatter my patella. And then all of a sudden I can't work out for six weeks, which in some ways is an excuse. In most ways it's an excuse. Uh, but once I'm back going to the gym more consistently, uh, I feel like I can, you know, work a little bit more on, um, building a better routine. Um, at the moment, I think my goal is more to focus on improving my eating. Um, unfortunately, I've had a couple things in a row where it's like, oh, you know, this is an occasion where you can really just go off and eat and uh, have some have some uh, have some adult uh, beverages, which is not uh, not in a lot of game plans as far as losing weight, except for. As you may remember, uh, the wine and eggs diet, I believe it was, from way back at the beginning of the podcast when we discussed, when we discussed uh, uh, different kinds of uh, fad diets. And actually, that one was specifically 
made so that to help you lose weight leading up to uh, a wedding to shed like a you know a couple extra pounds so maybe i should have done that maybe i should have had a, a i think it was like two bottles of wine a day and a bunch of eggs surely i would have thrown up <laughs> um so yeah i uh i also you know i think i've alluded to the the wedding enough now I can actually talk about it. Um, although I do have a quick aside. I, I know I've talked about the wedding like off and on. Um, I am going to talk about it. But just one thing that I I kind of came to realize, you know, I'm still coming to grips with, with geography. Um, so, for example, you know, I'm... For most of my life and up until like literally a couple months ago, in my head, west is Canada just across the board. Like if you're going west at all, that's just that's just Canada because, uh, you know, the western provinces, I'm like that. that's what it is, you know. But if you actually look on a map, as I'm trying to do now, but I'm on uh, my old phone, so it's a little, little slower than uh, I would like. But if you go west from Montreal, obviously you'll hit Ottawa. And then Toronto, if you keep going. But if you keep heading west, you don't hit Winnipeg. You hit Michigan. And then Wisconsin, Minnesota. And that was just hard for me. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around. Because, I don't know, I guess maybe in a really zoomed out map of Canada and the United States, it looks a lot more um, uniform. When you really look at it, it's it's like bizarre to the point where um, we stopped in, and this is not a uh, east-west uh, mind-blowing uh, uh, sort of thing, uh, but one of the places we stopped was in Brighton, which is uh, where my dad's from, Brighton, Ontario. And Brighton, Ontario is really close to uh, Lake Ontario. And if you just go south, if you were to take a boat and go south from Brighton, you'd hit Rochester, New York. And that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. I always thought it was more east, but New York is like right below that. I mean, I don't know my geography even a little bit. And so that just kind of threw me off. And maybe this is something where you're hearing me talk about this and you're like, yeah, no shit, you fucking idiot. Of course. But as a, you know, listen, you know what? If you're, okay, actually, here's the real thing. If you're going to give me shit for not knowing geography and you come from a province that's not Quebec, um, I've had to learn French, okay? So while you were perusing your fucking atlas and, uh, you know, spinning your globes, I was learning the plus que parfait. And if you're from Quebec and you knew that already and you're a, super well-versed in geography, um, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear from you, you know? I've got enough going on already. I've got enough on my plate, which is part of the problem. <laughs> I see. You see what we did there? Oh my god! 
Okay. Listen. We've talked and talked. Let's talk about the wedding. The wedding was in uh, a place, sort of a... um, I guess I don't really know what to describe it as. It was a... Kind of a campground, but it was more of like an open field that had a little pavilion in the middle, kind of a close, uh, not quite indoor, but covered area, shall we say. And that's where all the food was. It's where the dance floor was. Um, and then places where people could camp if they wanted to spend the night. We did not do that, where there was a possibility that we were going to bring a tent and sleep over and drive back the next day. Um, but we went with my parents, and we basically decided to drive up in the morning, visit some family around Ontario, give my girlfriend a bit of a sort of casual tour of different areas. Um, you know, went, drove by my grandpa's house, or formerly my grandpa's house, um, my uncle's farm, the sort of the family farm. Um, my parents' high schools, met with my grandma for a little bit, um, and then went to the wedding and then left and drove back that same night, which is uh, obviously a big, it's a big day. Um, and I, I'm not really sure why I expected to know everybody that was at the wedding. Um, but I knew my extended family. I knew my aunts and uncles. And then, I mean, obviously there's the wife's uh, it feels disrespectful to say the wife's family, but because that sounds like I'm referring to my wife and saying the wife, which is always a rough. It's always like a bit like, all right, man, I think I think you should either call her by her name or, you know, sounds like you don't like her. Um, it's the bride, the bride's family, bride's friends, my cousin's friends who I haven't met. Um, you know, maybe family I haven't met. Um so I really, basically, it was like kind of a family reunion uh, of of my mom's siblings and their children, otherwise known as my cousins. Um, now, I uh, I was told uh, in in the weeks leading up to the wedding that there was going to be Jello shots. And I know what you might be thinking when you hear the word Jello shots. You might be thinking, "Oh, like those little Dollarama, uh, like plastic uh, containers that are like a half ounce worth of volume." Um, and if you're thinking that, that's because, much like me, that's been what most Jello shots have been. And you basically crack them in half, and you slurp it down, and then you're good. Or you know, maybe there's a bit bigger, and whatever. This is not what we were, what we were dealing with at this particular wedding. Um, I know a lot of people uh, at times have been, have you know ordered takeout, or ordered delivery, and a lot of meals will come with a sauce of some kind, whether it's just ketchup, maybe they've got some kind of aioli, maybe a basil mayo, and they send it to you in a a plastic cup that's kind of flared out, so the top is wider than the bottom. It's got a plastic lid on it. That was the size of container that the Jello shots were in. And first of all, in a very cute 
classy maneuver. They were the wedding colors. So there was blue and orange. And if you're like me, or, you know, in your life, jello shots are usually someone will make a thing of jello and they'll put just regular vodka. And that's your jello shot. Well, this is a wedding. So there's no fucking around. There were, I don't know, four or five different kinds. And the orange ones, there was just regular vodka. There was a creamsicle vodka, which, if you know anything about me, I love a nice fucking orange creamsicle. Then there was a blue one that had straight tequila or lemon vodka. And I think there may have been some others. Uh, I will tell you that I I had all of those, all of those, all of those kinds. <laughs> I had each flavor. Um, personally, te- uh, the the cream school one is my favorite. Uh, I will tell you that the tequila one was very tequila forward. Uh, I also just had straight shots. I had a straight shot of tequila. Um, and it reminded me why I don't normally do that. Um, if you if you are under the impression that you like tequila, I would encourage you the next time you take a shot of it to not have the lemon and the salt. Just take it straight and, and, and live with the consequences. It's different. I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but I'm saying it made me feel like when I turned 18 and started drinking for the first time because I only ever legally drank um, and started doing shots then uh, where it's you kind of like, oh, fuck, like that's that's something different. Uh, otherwise, I got ice in my veins, but tequila is a, is a different animal. Uh, there was also apple pie moonshine that was being passed around. And I happen to know part of what goes into apple pie moonshine and it is 94% alcohol and obviously the stuff gets cooked down stuff gets diluted but that's what goes into it and what you should know is that it tastes like like apple pie and it doesn't taste like moonshine I'd really love to know what the alcohol percentage is because it tastes like it's zero, but I have a feeling if I drank the whole jar, uh, I might uh, I might go blind. I don't know. I asked for the recipe so I could make some at home. <laughs> uh, but alcohol aside, um, the actual ceremony was sort of more private, just with the couple and you know close family. And then what we were at was the actual uh, reception. And so there was food. There was a bunch of different kinds of sandwiches. Some uh, Cubano, which I always like. Beef and Swiss. They had falafel. There was chips. There was veggies and dip. I had some veggies and dip near the end. But, you know, that was more just to, to say I did. It's like some delicious cupcakes. It was a great time. Uh... I absolutely decimated my younger cousins at Cornhole, uh, by which I mean, of course, my girlfriend and I did. It was an absolute blowout. Um, 
And if they're listening, I know that I stopped keeping score. And so there's no way to confirm the final score to confirm that we won. But I think I think that we did win for sure. Uh, and I think anybody watching would feel that way. And I think you know in your hearts that you do. And I think you can stop listening now. And now that they've stopped listening, if they were listening in the first place, uh, well, I, I genuinely did not keep track at all. Um, and I'm kind of just saying that I did to rile them up. Uh, although I, I did do pretty well. Uh, I did a lot better after someone, I don't know who, pushed the, the two uh, holes together. That seems lewd. Sure hope my younger cousins weren't listening to that, hearing me say push the holes together. Um, wow, that's a, that took a really aggressive turn pretty much out of nowhere. I went from talking about a, a beautiful wedding ceremony uh, to saying that. Um, now, uh, I don't know what you're supposed to say about a wedding. Uh, I, I had a great time. It was fun. Food was great. Great to see family. Great to play cornhole. Um, uh, my cousin is a, is a listener of the podcast, as I mentioned before. So I'm not just saying that because I know he's going to listen and, you know, uh, have words with me if I, if I say it was a bad wedding. It was genuinely a great time. Um, I will also discourage him from sending me those messages because... Um, I don't know if anyone recorded it, but at least I know what happened when the song Pony by Genuine came on. And I think we can leave it at that. Nice little family blackmail for everyone to work out. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram, accessory underscore Caucasian, or send me an email down at gmail.com. Tune in next week for more wedding talk because I have another wedding at the end of the month. Okay. Bye for now.